All right, guys, I'd like to introduce you Scott Tyson. He is um, Janet Tyson's husband, children's director, and he's been in ministry with Pastor Rob for many years, and today, it's a special day. You're going to get to hear from our, our church leadership, our church board, and our elders. Um, we're going to share with you, um, the vision, you know, what it means to be a part of Impact and what the vision is to us, and um, really just get to know us a little bit. Um, so, Scott, take it away. Thanks. Thanks, Will. Uh, Pastor Rob is not here today, and so it was really Pete that made that happen because he does not, Pastor Rob does not like to be gone from the service. So we kind of had to force him to leave because he is here every week, always prepping for messages and stuff. So we really felt like he needed a break, but it was really hard to get him out here. So be careful because he might be in disguise out there too. Because he really does not like to be gone, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him up behind the black curtains or something. So Pete took care of that for us to, to get him out here. What we're trying to do today is continue on with uh, the, the vision series and really hear from the, the leadership, the staff and leadership of Impact Church here. And so we're going to give them an opportunity to share. And we're going to do this in a conversation format. So we're going to talk kind of up here, and you guys are going to be listening in so you can get to know them better and get to really know where this uh, kind of the rescue raise release came from. And, and Rob wanted me to summarize, so I, I took this, I talked to him this week, and he gave me kind of a, a summary sentence for those that, that weren't here, and hopefully if you were here, just a reminder. Uh, three weeks ago when he did the rescue, it really came from Luke 15.10, and, and he really wanted to, to emphasize it's meeting people where they are at and helping them to find Christ. So that's really what we're talking about with rescue. When it comes to raise, discipleship is the key word there, and it starts, he really, he really hammered in, it starts with Bible, studying the Bible and prayer, but it doesn't end there. But that's where we're trying to start as a church and helping you guys out, and I'll, we've got that class after the service, I'll remind you of that later. And then release does have to do with missions, but that's not the only thing to do. It's not just going out overseas and, and trying to reach people in Haiti, which we're planning to do, or somewhere else. It's also about serving, serving the body of Christ, using your gifts and talents, all of us together, to serve the body of Christ and help each other. So that's really kind of the summary of what we've been talking about. But today, we need to get to know these guys up here. So this is going to be, this is going to be fun. To Yeah, you can clap for them. That'd be good. I like that. So here, here's what we're going to do first. Will, you got the mic. Okay, so everybody, I want you to introduce, tell us your name, tell us your favorite candy, hint, hint, in case anybody wants to give them their favorite candy, and then a hobby, maybe that somebody, or something you like to do that you don't think anybody would know about, a secret hobby, right? You yeah. Know? Like Will plays the guitar. Yeah, it's my secret hobby. Um, my name is Will Relaford. My favorite candy is anything gummy and sour. Yes, just anything chewy is, is my favorite. And my hobby, I'm really big, it's not much of a hobby, but I'm a really big movie buff, and so I love movies. So like, tonight is the Oscars, so I had to like watch every Oscar movie just to know, so I can, I can tell the Oscars if they were wrong in their choice. So that's a big hobby for me, but I also love um, just hanging out with people. That's a hobby. Well, what's, what, what is really your favorite candy? Um, Swedish fish? Yes, actually. Okay. How did you know? Because we got that for you. Oh, that's right. In the hospital. When you had your baby. Yes. That was, okay. that was amazing. So Swedish fish. Had no idea what that was. So I'm expecting to see some Swedish fish next Sunday from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Pete McIver. Um, my favorite candy is peanut butter M&M's, which is different than peanut M&M's, right? Peanut butter, softer. And my favorite hobby is actually eating peanut butter M&M's. <laughs> so, so there you go. 
Hey, I'm Kendall Lloyd. Um, my favorite candy is Hershey's Nuggets with almonds and toffee chips. Ooh. Right behind, that's the Symphony Bar, but the Nuggets are... Oh, yeah, I'm very specific. I'm like that. Uh, <laughs> my family can tell you I'm like that. Um, and uh, my hobby is probably uh, doing things with computers that most people wouldn't think about doing, like you know, like uh, putting the Mac OS on Intel hardware or PC hardware. That's, that, that excites all of you. Taking right? you know computers about, apart, yeah. putting them back together. There, there you go. Gosh, what a geek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Brad Helton. Uh, my favorite candy is Mike and Ike's. Not Ike and Mike's. You know, they had that whole controversy. Uh, but I like Mike and Ike's. Um, and my favorite hobby, I guess, I, you know, I like to do a lot of sports. My favorite one right now is I like to do a lot of triathlons. I think that's fun. All right, I'm Jana Tyson, and um, my favorite candy is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So, yeah. woohoo! See, I got a lot of fans. All right. I'm like, woohoo! Reese's, they, they like it. All right, that's good. Um, that is definitely the best candy out there. So, um, and then my favorite hobby, something that I love to do is read. Um, I love reading books and um, just any kind of books, really. So, that's my favorite. Graham Dykes and... I'm probably going to get no claps. My favorite candy is something called Top Deck. Ever heard of Top Deck? Oh, that was so disappointing. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Can you Emma. get that here in America? So it's, uh, it's milk chocolate on the bottom. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, a bar like this with little squares. And on the bottom is milk chocolate, and on the top is white chocolate. And you get it in South Africa, of course, which you can tell from a little bit of an accent. In fact, I don't have an accent, you do. And anyway, it's fantastic. And favorite hobby for me is squash. I'm not as spiritual as Jenna. Squash, have you ever heard of squash? It's another no-clap one, right? Yeah? One person. Thank you very much, Mr. Skanga. All right. The ignorance of the American people is astounding. All right, my name is uh, Tim Rayborn, and um, I'm a little hurt by what Pete said because my favorite candy, it's truly an earthly representation of the Trinity, um, <laughs> peanuts, chocolate, and a hard candy shell um, in various colors, um, but I like the peanut M&M version. Um, I, I like the peanut butter M&M, but peanut, peanut M&Ms is, is where it's at for me. Um, my favorite... Uh, hobby is doing anything my kids are involved with. So with four kids, I don't have time for a hobby. So uh, my hobby is their hobbies. So, Okay, so you can see what my role is up here today, is to keep them on track and, and, and to make sure that they don't fall into the same trap that Pastor Rob does at times and just keeps on talking and, and talking and talking. So, so I'm going to try to keep everybody on, on track here. So... Um, so I'm, I'm actually going to start with Brad, because Brad and I have a, a passion for sports. So Brad, let, t- tell us what your role is here at Impact, and I'm going to ask you a question after that. Uh, well, if anybody sees me most of the time, you think that I'm like the janitor of Impact, where I carry things around, I'm always sweating, I'm always building things up, uh, but that's just my side job here. I'm, I am one of the elders here, and I have a passion for um, getting to know people getting to know what, uh, what makes them tick, and, and helping individuals grow one step closer, closer to Christ. And I think I learned a lot of that through you and, and legacy sports. Okay, so we, we play basketball together a lot, right? Yes. And 
Brad, well, we play actually here on Sundays at, at 5 o'clock. You, you never pass me the ball. That's what I was getting at. It, yes. Do you know why I don't pass you the ball? Because I miss some shots? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or in the other case, I don't have the ball to pass it to you. So we, we run into that, that problem sometimes. But we've, we've served together a lot on the sports field and stuff. So, so really give us maybe um, a sports analogy of how God's impacted your life and how that fits in really kind of to the, the rescue, raise, release okay. um, vision we've had here at Impact. Sure. If I was South African, I'd talk about squash. But I figured I'd lose the crowd. Um, so, but, but even though I find that you talk, when I, when I talk, you can talk about nothing, but I'm just mesmerized by the accent. So I wish I had that. Um, so let me see. So, okay, let's say we, we just had the, the NFL combines. So uh, I look at it as, you know, I'm out trying out for a sport, and I'm out in the field, and um, I'm the slowest person out there. I can't catch a pass. I can't run. I can't do anything. And when it comes to pick the team, you know, God says, I want him. He picks me. And, you know, I fell short. I wasn't worthy. Uh, but he rescued me. He said, you know, now I'm part of his team. And so, so you know, and then where it goes from there. So over the years, God has placed um, some great loving individuals into my life, such as you, uh, my wife, Lynn, uh, Pastor Rob, the folks on the stage here and the people in the congregation. And, and through God, uh, these individuals have helped grow me into the man that I am today and what I do for Impact Church. And, you know, uh, God has released me to go out and talk about his glory in my everyday life. And so everything I do is through him. And I try that. You know, I fall short a lot, but I keep on trying that. Uh, you know, the other aspect, too, is that um, I continually look forward to being raised up by God for the rest of my life. And, and you know, one thing I look forward to also doing is, is the people out there who know me, I really look forward to uh, working with you at Impact and developing this community and then bringing more and more people to Jesus Christ. But then also I look forward to people who don't know me, I look forward to shaking your hand and hearing your story. Great, and Brad has really come a long way. I've known him for seven, eight, 12, 25? One on 30. Yeah, okay, 30. He's a lot older than me, though, so um, we'll make sure we, yeah. Um, so that's good. Well, I'd like to, since we're talking about South Africa a lot, um, maybe let's hear a little bit of Graham, because Graham, I don't, I don't know if they know kind of what you're involved in here or what you're doing, so I'd like to talk a little bit about what you're doing here at Impact. Um, so I like to, He has to stand I have up. to stand I, I mean, because I think better. This is where the I timing stand. thing comes in. Am I done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so I just brief bio. I am from Zimbabwe, born in Zimbabwe. Spent most of my formative years in South Africa, and I've been in the States about 17 years, so quite a while. So I am truly African American now, because I am, in fact, a U.S. citizen. And so the. I'm the new kid on the block here to the Elder Board, and thank you very much for the privilege of serving with, uh, with you. And what I've been tasked with is really, and what I want to do, is really with reference to connections. So, with respect to the three R's. So, I don't know if you noticed the, uh, this morning, but the song you were singing had Rescued for His Glory, with some of, the, some of the lyrics in there. Rescued, rescued, right? It's one of our three R's. So, we're trying to connect everything we do to 
the vision of this church, which is why I hope each and one, every one of you are here today. And so, I don't belong in any one of the three R's. Most, most ministries belong in all three, the rescue, the raise, and the release. And what I'm trying to do here is really connect the people from the minute they walk in the door uh, to make sure the greeters really know the people, they know the faces of the people, they understand the demographics, they understand the geography, they understand the likes, the dislikes, the strengths. So we've really, really recently just started to put a little bit of emphasis on that. And that way we can connect people to one another, which is the most important thing. So we are created by God for community. We are created to have a relationship with him in this life and in the, in, uh, in the next. And so I'm, I'm hoping really that what we can do from a new believer, we have a plan in place which will be revealed to you uh, soon, where we take a new believer, we're going to move them through to new believers classes, we're going to move them through to individual mentorship and uh, raise up mentors for that, for the discipleship. We're going to move them into 101, 201, 301 classes. We've started Bible studies. Uh, if you guys uh, hopefully will be going to those soon. Thank you very much. Um, and then ultimately, not ultimately, we really want people to connect with the life groups. We're created for community. So let's get in, let's do community. And let's come to church really wanting to be and miss one another. It's not just for the pastor. We don't want to come here to listen to a, just a, a good preach. We want to come here for one another. That's why we were created. And then ultimately, we're really trying to connect you to the missions of the church. Am I going too long? You're, you're good so far. Okay, thank you. Um, and so to missions and to outreach. And so in each of those, we want, uh, we want to make sure that we understand you. And so we're really asking for you guys, if you're not really plugged in to some degree, hey, to use that word, but come and speak to us. Come and tell us what your strengths are. Come and tell us what your personal uh, desires are. And tell us how you want to serve. We do come here to, to, um, uh, to get encouraged and to get filled with God's word and the Holy Spirit every week and go out. However, we really want to connect the body to one another. And that is my mission in the Elder Board and what I hope to be interfacing with a lot of you already uh, in the near future. Because I don't feel I know very many of you and shame on me. And shame on you. Please, please come and introduce yourself. Uh, we will be here afterwards. Great. So, next time Pastor Rob is gone, we'll just bring up Graham. We'll just bring up Graham to uh, to to fill in. Generates. The yeah. Um, well, I so great. Thanks for sharing that. That's a that's a great connection on also kind of how these three R's kind of we've referenced that this week in our discussion overlap. There's, a, there's overlap, there's a focus, but yet there's an overlap and kind of they all, all fit in together. So um, it's pretty cool to see that. So I'd like to see if Tim can use the peanut M&M analogy for what you do with the youth. And, and by the way, Seth is not here. I mean, you, you probably noticed that he's also on staff and he did get a chance to share his heart last week, but he does, he does some work with the youth as well. So Yeah, sure. Thanks, Scott. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, a long time ago, when I grew up, I grew up in church um, every Sunday. I was there every Sunday. And when I was in high school and middle school, I went to youth group and I missed out on who Jesus Christ was. And it wasn't until I was 27 years old, um, actually under Pastor Rob's teaching, um, that I found out who he was and accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Um, and since then, I mean, I've had a lot of kids since then, um, 
in our own house, and um, and I didn't want there to be an opportunity for the kids in our youth group to miss out on that same thing. And um, so that's really, you know, when Impact first started, that's that was kind of the goal that I had, um, just to just to wake kids up to you know, that reality of, you know, Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And, um, but with that, um, we do a lot of fun things at youth. Um, Sunday nights, most Sunday nights we meet here right at Cuthbertson. Um, we get a free meal, um, by Paige and Sue. Thank you, ladies. It's, and they've been doing that for, for two years almost now. And, um, it's really, really good, good food. Um, and, um, those other nights we may be serving at YWAM, um, at a park, um, hanging out or, um, you know, just going to movies together. We do a lot together as, as, as youth. Um, and uh, have to go to my notes. I'm sorry. This was the second question. Um, and, uh, and we just want the kids to have a place where they can invite friends, um, hang out together, and again, like we said before, not miss out on the, who Christ is and what he wants for their life. So, so Graham, you're going to come tonight and teach everybody how to play squash. Well, that you eat it. Yeah, you eat it. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Skanger is delivering squash for the youth tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, so my apologies there. That was I meant to say cricket there. There we go. Yeah. See, I'm thinking food. Well, we. I don't eat crickets. Listen, and golf as well. By the way, there, yeah. there will be 18 holes of mandatory golf in the morning in heaven. So you might as well learn here. <laughs> So, so Tim, one, one last question. How do you see, I mean, how do the three R's directly impact the youth? So we got an idea of kind of what you're doing. So you, having the three R's kind of available as, as terminology that we're using for our vision, how does that directly impact the youth? Yeah, sure. Uh, the first one is, you know, obviously rescue. And um, we've had uh, seven uh, youth at Impact Youth events come to know the Lord. Um, just probably... Yeah, that's great. That's that's, that's awesome. great. And uh, probably since um, about middle of summer of 2013. So, um, and, that, and that's first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Um, the second thing, oh, sorry. Hold on higher on the mic, please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and the second thing, raise up. Um, like he had mentioned, Seth, he's uh, back in Colorado today, but um, he... Um, reaches out to a lot of the, the high schoolers each week and, uh, and is just pouring into their lives. And, um, and then also with the, the great uh, volunteers we have, um, Nicole and Marco, I know you guys are out there somewhere, saw you both this morning, and uh, of course Paige and Sue, and uh, us, and Emily, you guys have seen Emily from last week, um, she comes and helps out a lot as well. And we get the opportunity to just meet the kids where they're at and um, and help them move on to their next step, whatever that may be. Um, and finally, release. Um, our, our youth are great. I mean, they, they invite more people um, to youth and even to church than, um, than a lot of people. And uh, they just do a great job with that. So they've been released to bring others to hear about Jesus. And uh, that's really what it's all about. So, Great, great. Now, I, I was talking to Kendall this week. And... And I think Kendall had really a good, I really would say you've had some 
personal touches here a little bit with with kind of the the rescue raise release and I mean you shared one personal story with me with the email and, and maybe kind of where it came from so kind of share on that kind of the, the already the impact that it's had on you just kind of using these terms sure um, and I'll start with a little bit about what the three R's kind of has meant to me is it's been revealed um, I'm an engineer by trade I'm kind of a nuts and bolts kind of guy um, and uh, there's an engineering principle called KISS Anyone out there know what KISS means? Keep it. So you don't want to say that last word either, right? It, it worked. They played right into it. They did, didn't they? So, uh, quick story. My, uh, my daughter came home one day, Meredith. She was probably in second or third grade. And uh, she said, Mommy, Daddy, this boy at school said the S word. And we're like, oh my gosh. You know, our school were shocked, right? At the S word. And then I thought, wait a second. What did he say? In a whispering voice, she said, stupid because <laughs> we were all thinking what you were thinking right uh, but I loved I loved the idea of these three R's because it really is simple it's three things um, rescue raise release and God's word is simple too we know that as we uh, read through it and study it but this vision really breaks it down and as a leadership team we need to be able to uh, look at everything that we're doing with time treasure talents uh, you guys this time and really, Graham used the word, uses the word lens, and I like that. Um, look through that, the lens of those three things to make sure we're doing what, uh, that we're on mission with God. Um, and I, here I'm kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Uh, I, I consider myself sort of in the raise phase right now, if you can call it that. Um, but release is there too. And uh, I, <laughs> I was recently getting my, um, my glasses, you know, getting new glasses, and I was talking to the guy there. Uh, who, who was, you know, getting me fitted or whatever, and we just kind of hit it off. And um, as I was talking to him, something kept saying, invite him to church. You know, th- being released, you also, one thing we can do is invite people to come and join us here and experience this. And it was sort of in the way of God just, in the back of my mind, almost in a distracting way, reminding me, I was almost hearing Pastor Rob talk about inviting people to church and how important it is for people to know the Lord. And as I was talking to this guy, I was like, I'm going to invite him, you know. And so we finished our business. Uh, I went out to the car. I got one of the little cards out of my um, out of my car, came back in. I found him, and I said, I just wanted to say I'm really thankful, you know. Uh, it was really fun talking to you, and, and I'd like to invite you to my church. And he kind of s- smiled and looked down at the card, and I, saw, I thought, oh, my gosh, here it comes. Because you have to know, this is the first time I've ever, ever, ever invited anyone that I didn't already have a relationship with to church. And he looks at it and he says, I'd love to, but I'm preaching at my own church this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, wow, so God did this for me, right? Um, this pastor couldn't have been the, the, there couldn't have been a safer, simpler person for me to invite to church and uh, you know, that was just a growth experience for me to think that as I was stepping out for God, he had me. Um, and I want to encourage all of you as you get released, as you go out there to invite other people to church or talking about the Lord, that God will give you the words. He's got your back. And uh, that's kind of where I am now with, with the R and the last release, that, that I know he's there for me. And, and we're just a tool. He works through us. We just have to be willing to be that tool. Now, now if I remember correctly in, in reading the, the story, what did he? How did he respond with the actual invite? Oh, that yeah. was, I think that was really key for you to let them know. <laughs> he uh, he actually said, you know, thank you, but he said no one in Charlotte had ever invited him to church before, which is convicting. I mean, that's 
Yeah, so that, I mean, when I read that, that's a real challenge for us to think about that. And, and, you know, maybe, of course, if they know he's a pastor or he's preaching at church, they're probably not, oh, come to my church. But a lot of people don't know that. You don't know who you're talking to is part of the deal. You don't know who it is, so it took a lot of courage for you to do that. And, and it is nice to see God has a sense of humor to kind of kind of. Yeah, he definitely has a sense of humor. I learned yeah, that, does. too. Thank he you. does. So. Not like anybody up here, though. No, no. Um, yeah, so, well, let's... I'd like to hear a little bit from my wife right here, my lovely wife. Um, she's, uh, she's back in the, the, the children's ministry working back there, so, so I'd really like you to start with uh, the theme verse that you've, that you've come up with and kind of share where that came from and what that is that you're working with. Um, back in January, um, when I was asked to come in and help out with the children's ministry, um, in really the last two months, this verse... I swear, is like everywhere that I, I mean, everything I read, everything on Facebook, everything in emails, like there's practically billboards about it. So, I mean, this is like something that God just keeps telling me over and over and over again. And um, it is something that I desire to see um, all of us as a body, not just the children's ministry, but all of us as a body to be able to do this is um, Matthew five fourteen to 16 is, um, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And that is, um, and right before that, it talks about being the salt. And actually, there's something that I just read yesterday that God kind of put it all together for me. Um, as he said, there's three things that, um, that God talks about us being is an aroma and being salt and being light. The aroma is, um, and it talks about our senses and how an aroma is something that we smell. Um, salt is something that we taste, and light is something that we see. So God desires for us, as a Christ follower, to be those things to people. People should be able to smell, taste, and see Jesus in us. So much so that they want it more than anything else in this world. Um, so that is what God has been speaking to my heart about that. Okay, and I think... Um Probably we, we all have a pretty good idea with the children's ministry that we're really trying to raise the kids up. So I think it really makes a lot of sense on, on the raise part. But how would you speak to the rescue part of the division? What does that mean for children's ministry? Um, the biggest thing, obviously rescue to me, um, just talking about salvation. And what does that mean for people to come from darkness to light? <laughs> Going back to the light thing. Um, but to come from darkness to light and to become a new person in Christ. What does that mean to, to accept Jesus? Um, and so salvation being shared with the kids in um, multiple, multiple times. Because I think the more we share that with them, the more they're going to truly understand what it means to have a relationship with Christ. Not just to know who God is up here, but to know him in your heart. And to actually have a relationship where they can talk to him on a daily basis. And, um, and also listen to God's words and their, that God shares with them. And then teaching them those things in creative ways. In ways that will really help them understand, again, who God is. To really know him. Okay, and then I think you... Because we talked this week. You, yeah, we, we talked a lot this week. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, good for me, you know. Um, so anyway... The, uh, what, what are some ideas you have in place as far as the raise piece goes, maybe for, for the kids, for your, those that serve with you, and even, even for the parents that are out here? Okay. Well, actually, let me go back to the... There is a really cool um, thing that actually Scott and I have done 
some of the Barna Group stuff before. Let me share that before I get to that because I forgot that. Um, is that the Barna Group revealed um, in 2002 they did a study and they revealed the following probabilities of people accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. And those between the ages of 5 and 13 have a 32% probability of saying yes to Jesus. Individuals in the 14 to 18 age range have a 4% probability and people between the ages of 19 and death have a 6% chance. So you can see over time how it decreases percentage-wise because I think the more that we grow, the more we become kind of stuck in our ways and we don't, we think we know better. And so we don't think we need Jesus. And so I think that really stuck out to me. Scott brought that, we've read that before, but I think he brought that up. And um, I was, that's, I think that really puts it in perspective is that we've got a really important job back there with the kids is to really show them who Jesus is. Um, and then some of the ideas and how to do that is training training um, for the kids themselves to, again, just know who Christ is, um, Sunday mornings and teaching them about God's word, and how, how to get through their Bible. Like, what, how do you find Malachi? You know what I mean? Like, where's Malachi in the Bible? So teaching them the books of the Bible, learning how to, um, to fit, find those places so that they can read God's word on their own apart from even adults one day. Um, and then... Um, and then for parents, um, there's a time where I taught a class called Shepherding a Child's Heart. And I think that, for me, has really made a huge impact on my heart as a parent. And what that, we think of a shepherd as just a pastor, right? Well, God tells us that we are all shepherds. When we know Christ, we are to all shepherd somebody else. And as a parent, your call is to shepherd your children's hearts and what that looks like. And so that is something I would love to do with the parents um, in the future here. And just teaching you what does it look like to model Jesus in your home? Because that's primarily where the kids are going to learn about who God is. And we are to come alongside you and to help you with that. Um, and then se- thirdly would be the servants, the, those who are teaching and equipping um, the children back there, um, whether that's check-in, security, prayer child care, large group leader, um, leading worship teacher, set up, tear down, curriculum. There's a lot of places that you can serve in that way. And um, just teaching and equipping you as as servants to how do you share your faith with the kids, with each other, um, those of your friends who may be lost and don't know Christ when you're working during the week, what does that look like? So going through some of those training things. So, so I think you hit a little bit yeah. on, on the release for maybe you guys out there as far as how you can get involved, not just in children's ministry, but in, in any of the ministries kind of represented here. But but maybe give them a little snippet. What does it look like for the kids, though? What does release look like for the kids back there as well? Okay. Um, in Matthew twenty twenty eight, it says, Even as a son of man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And um, there's just a couple, again, just as I've been praying about the children's ministry and what does that look like for the kids, um, one of those things would be inviting their friends to come to church too. And obviously that means that the parents have to bring them because it's not like the youth where they can just come. (laughs) Um, So that would be something just for the kids just to think about too is um, how can they get their friends involved in what they're doing and what they're learning. And then also um, something that's really been on my heart since Michelle sent this out in the prayer email, has been um, sponsoring a child at Grace Orphanage in Haiti. Um, and I have actually been to that orphanage. Have been Scott and I both have been and have been a part of um, building that orphanage and just seeing those children as well and just being able to love on them and to see their faces. And, um, and I've been able to share God's good news with them twice now. And um, so, I mean, I have a huge heart there. Um, and so I would love to become a part of helping out with that orphanage, with the children's ministry. Um, 
And then also Turnaround Toys has been a place where we have been um, also, like last December we gave toys, or November, we gave toys and they did a Christmas party um, or a birthday party for Jesus. And we're able to bless um, people here in our area. And I know there's something also in May that we were looking at um, doing as well. So just a couple of those would be ways that we can, as families, we can bless our community and bless the world as well. So I think, I think in, in our discussions, and, and I've lear- actually learned this from Jana over the years, that especially young kids can really do a lot more than maybe we think at times with something like this, with something like a release, with something like going to turn around toys and, and serving and just walking, having our five-year-old just walk with another five-year-old and help him pick out a doll and a toy. I mean, those are, those are big pieces of that that the kids can do. Um, in a way that, that we want to challenge them to do as well. Um, so let's hear a little bit from Will. We don't get to hear from Will very often, right? Right. Um, so, so, I, so as I was thinking about this this week, Will, is, is we see you up here leading worship, do a tremendous job with that, you and Seth. And so just trying to wrap my mind, well, how does, how does the three R's really fit from the eyes of a worship leader? Kind of as you're up here on stage a lot, and that's where you connect with a lot of people the most. How does this fit in in that? Yeah, I think um, a good way that we I think that we look at our services when we plan, um, we try to look at it from the perspective of an unsaved person. So we want we don't want them to feel um, alienated. You know, if they come in, they want we want them to relate. So if we were just to be singing hymns on an organ all day, someone who has no concept of church won't understand why we're doing this. So that's why you know, like you see. There's a lot of, like, Hillsong, they have, like, these huge lights and synths, and that's an area, and there's other bands that have, like, string players, and there's lots of different aspects of worship and different things that um, are universally accepted that I think um, allows people to relate to, and really just like, oh, it sounds good, you know, but that's, like, the first step for, for someone who's unsaved, and by pulling them in, then they, we hope that they can experience the presence of God through worship, and that leads to the next point in rescue, um, we take worship and our services very seriously impact. So we're, we're on our knees and we're praying to the Lord, asking for direction of, of where do you want to take the service on Sunday. And so earlier in the week or a couple weeks out, we're praying, Lord, we ask for your spirit to be upon the songs that we choose that, that you lead us to. We ask you for your spirit to be upon the sermon that Pastor Rob preaches and in the word. And with that, we believe um, because we put the Lord first in our planning, we truly believe if an unsaved person is, is in our building or around that they can feel the presence of God as we sing these songs to him. Um, I've, I've seen many people be saved just by standing in a room and, and seeing people worship a savior with all their hearts. And they're like, wow, I feel something here. I, I want what these people have. They're, they're crying out for somebody in desperation. And I, so I think that's a good way um, for rescue to kind of look at worship as a, as a whole. Um, you want me to go to the next one? Yeah. Next star. Keep going, man. You're on a roll. Keep all right. Going. And in Ray's, um, I have like two different approaches. Like one approach, like you know, raising up the worship bands, you know, musically, theologically, and spiritually, and also outwardly, we want to raise up our church as you know, true worshipers. We want to teach them like what does it mean to rest, you know, in His Spirit. What does it mean to to listen in, when when there's you know when worship is happening? What does it mean to lift our hands? Why do I kneel? Why do I, you know, why do I get on my face? Why do I do these things? So we want to really. Um, raise up in your understanding of, of the whys and the hows of worship. Um, so that's, that's um, 
our concept of race. And then releases, we really want to release each other as true, genuine worshipers for the kingdom of God. Um, it's my dream and my prayer to see this place packed out with people coming early for prayer and people coming um, you know, on their faces and got to God for worship. Like I, I dream to see a, cult, a really strong culture of worship birthed in our church. And I believe if we follow these R's, we follow this vision as a whole unified, I really think we can um, continue to make in steps to be there. And also, worship is not um, just singing songs. It's a, it's a a way of living, you know. I think weekly we're worshiping with our lives, like the way we talk to people, our actions, how we interact. I think um, if we truly are released um, from God, you know, released in the service of being transformed, we're going to act differently in our week. If we truly encounter Christ in our services and we truly get changed, um, we're going to be different to tomorrow. We're not going to go back to our same old ways. And so I, I think the consistency of being released as worshipers every day um, will truly uh, make a difference um, in the community. Okay. That, that's helpful to kind of get some a little bit deeper into to what that looks like. Um, I'll put Pete on the spot here. Well, tell us tell us your role here at Impact first. What 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 many things do you do? Um, just try to help out where I can, pretty much. You know, so. <laughs> Try, very, to, try to help out. Very humble. Try to help out. He, Pete, Pete does a lot here. He's part of the leadership team. So, so I, I would love to hear hear you share why why is it important for Impact Church to have a specific vision with three words? How how is that going to be helpful to us as a church? Why do we Why did we go this route? Why do we want to do it from your from your heart and mind? There, where where does that come from? Well, I think I think it comes from a few different things. One, I mean, as Pastor Rob has always said, there's a lot of churches in this area. Why come here? I mean, why, why sit in this auditorium together with these people? Some of it is, as Graham said, to connect with people who are your brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's important. But also for us to be able to tell you, here's what being a part of Impact Church is. Right? So as Pastor Rob says, here's the things that we're going to want to live our lives with we're going to want to live our services with, we're going to want to live our church with. These are the three things that, as you come to this church and want to be part of this church, we want you to connect and believe and want to do that too. One, we want you to be rescued. And if you've been rescued, we want you to remember what it was like before you were rescued. Right? To remember that and where you are now. Right? And out of that gratitude and out of that love, have that change your life, as Janice said, to be that light. I mean, we want to, as a, as a team here and as brothers and sisters, we want to raise each other up when we're stumbling. We want to lift each other up. We want to be the part of the body that supports each other. And that's not going to happen from just these people sitting up here. That's going to happen from you, everybody that's here, right? Will's not going to be able to minister to everybody sitting out there. Jana's not going to be able to touch every child, right? But that's where we all come together as a body to do that. And then for release... I mean, I, I sort of go back to, to um, Christ sending his disciples out, right? He sent his disciples out to do ministry while he was still on this earth. And he, he sent them out to the, the villages and everything, and they, they taught the word. And then they came back. They were released, but they came back to learn more, to sit at his feet and learn more. And I think we can talk about, hey, Impact Church is the three R's, rescue, raise, release. That's, that's what we are, and that's what we're doing. But I, 
I think ultimately, and that's why Pastor Rob got brought these all out of Scripture, and as Scott mentioned as we started, I mean, ultimately, I mean, 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. So whatever, whatever three R's we have, reading, writing, arithmetic, I mean, our three R's, right? The foundation of this body is Jesus Christ. And, and that's the foundation for everyone sitting up here, and our prayer is for the foundation of everyone who comes to this church. So... Great. That's that's great, Pete. Thanks for sharing that. Um, we're we're going to come to a close here. I, I will open it up. Does anybody have a, a one-minute final comment? I'm sure Graham might want to say something else. Anybody else want to add anything to what's been said? No, no pressure on anybody. Anybody feel like they have anything else they want to share? Man, that's good. We covered it well, right? We, we did well. Actually, as Pastor Rob would say, I have five points I need to get through at this point. <laughs> right, now we're going to start so just, with just the real relax. message and, and get going. Now you can get out your, your notes and we'll start to, to fill those in. Um, just, just a couple things. What, we're, what we'll do is we'll, we're going to close with a couple songs. A um, couple announcements, though, as, as we, we clear up, is, is I took this from Rob's blog, too. So he, if you read it this week... That sometimes it's the Monday morning mind dump, sometimes it's Sunday evening, sometimes it's the Wednesday afternoon. You know, he's kind of just depends. But he, he put on there kind of a little bit about himself, and I took out a couple phrases on there towards the end of it, and, and it had the words in there. So it rescued me from my sins and adopted me to be part of his own family. So he's talking about it. He used that, that phrase he, that God rescued him, and then raised to spiritual maturity which is what we're talking about. So again, a, a summary of that. And then released to serve others to the glory of God and the building up of his kingdom. So again, nothing magic about these words, but something that can help us and, and help all the different ministries stay connected. And as we, we do more things and different things to try to keep everybody on that same page, that's, that's, that's important, um, very important. So a couple, couple reminders. One of those reminders is, does anybody know what time the service starts next week? Oh, you guys are good. And it's also daylight savings next week, right? So it's really going to be confusing. Um, so 10 o'clock, so one service, right? One service next week at 10 o'clock, not 11. So I'll be interested to see who maybe shows up at 10.59 and was like, oh, no, forgot it was at 10 o'clock today. So hopefully that doesn't happen. We'll send out some, uh, Kendall will be sending out reminders or, or Will or Seth will be sending out reminders this week. And then after... After the service today, this is the, the study that, um, is it Kenny going through it? Yeah, Kenny's going through the study, and they started last week, but it's not too late to join by any means. There is childcare. It's out in the cafeteria. Is there food? Oh, yeah, there's food. So there, those of you that like, and there's good food, really good food, Tim says. So if it's not good, Tim said it's, it's good food. So it's the K author study, and this is not a study that is like uh, for scholars nor is it a study just for beginners. It's for everybody. Anybody can learn how to study the Bible better and, and get more tools and get more suggestions and get more support in that. So it doesn't matter where you're at in your walk, where you're at with your Bible study, this is a time where you can really learn and we want to offer that to you to be able to do that. Okay, so, so, really, so I, I just want to close and, and pray, especially for the leadership, leadership here and, and certainly for the church. So let's, uh, let's close in prayer and then, then we'll finish this out with a couple songs. Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for Impact Church. Uh, we're thankful for Cuthbertson 
that we're able to use um, to meet and, and worship you, Lord, and, and to serve you and to begin to really understand more and more each week what it means to be rescued and how you rescued us, Lord, and what it means to be raised up and to become more like you. And, and then to be released, use the gifts and talents that you've given us, Lord. And, and we've got a great team of leaders and staff up here on the stage and, and those that are gone with, with uh, Pastor Rob and Seth away. And we're just, we're praying for clear direction for them. We're praying that you would continue to speak in their lives um, on a personal level, Lord. Um, that their walks with you would remain strong and be moving in a direction that is glorifying to you, God, as they try to lead the rest of us here at Impact. They try to lead and make decisions, tough decisions. Uh, but ultimately, we want to glorify you in the things we do, guys. So we pray for unity amongst the leaders and the staff and the congregation and, and a love that is just unparalleled, Lord, that we, we would be known for the love that we have for each other um, and for this church, guys. So we thank you for the opportunity that you give to be a part of your family and to serve you. Amen.